Today, my guest is Tia Dole, and I'm going to start by letting you know that in this episode, we speak about child loss, so if it's too heavy for you in this moment, feel free to come back later or to skip this one. Tia is a can of mom using cannabis every day to cope with the grief of losing her four-year-old son, Otto, and to keep finding joy in her life while parenting her two girls. Hi to everyone listening. I'm Lindsay, owner of Cannabom CBD Topicals, and this is my podcast, Cannamoms, where I talk to other Cannamoms or non-moms, but always about cannabis. So, Tia, how are you doing so far today? I'm doing pretty good so far today. There's nothing to complain about so far. <laughs> Have you smoked weed today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, do you prefer mornings or? Thrice. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer all day. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. When did you first try yeah. cannabis? Um, I first tried smoking. Okay, so I think <laughs> I think I smoked oil first, and I definitely did mushrooms first. So um, cannabis was not a gateway drug for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. I think I think the first time I smoked it, I was like twenty. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Late bloomer. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I was 19, so we're the same in that. Yeah, so many, like, and my husband, he smoked it as a teenager, um, and it, it continues now. He smokes way less than I do, but. <laughs> and how do you use it now? Do you use a vape? What kind of method? Um, all of the choices, pretty much. <laughs> all the time, uh, usually, all the ways, all like, the strains. <laughs> She'll have it all. Exactly, truly, yeah. Um, I prefer to smoke from a gravity bong like during the day because it's just easy to go have just a few little tiny hoots and then get back to my life, you know, and I'll just sit and roll a joint or whatever. It's just like three quick bowls and I'm back in doing what I need to take care of doing as a mom or whatever, you know, have a workout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A gravity bong. Man, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what most people say to me, actually. Um, but I, it's like I, I've, I like bongs and stuff, but I find that I break them, right? Or parts yeah. of them get clogged up, and then it's gross, and I just don't prefer it as much. I don't know. My husband does not smoke out of it, so if I'm smoking with him, it's usually a joint. <laughs> that's good, though. We have to switch up the method. Yeah, yeah. And it's legal here. So we, you know, we smoke when we're going to baseball, um, like walking over to baseball or if we're at the ball diamonds or if we're at the park and stuff, because we're in Canada, we're, we're pretty blessed in that sense that it's, you know, most people are not phased by it in general. So uh, a dream to go to the park and light a joint. I mean, uh, yeah, if, if the park is packed, that's maybe a different Yeah, story. yeah. Maybe only my vape comes out then. <laughs> <laughs> consider it, consider it. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, and what benefits do you find you get physically from using cannabis all day? I've had undiagnosed ADHD since I was little um, and just was diagnosed at 40, which is just a year and a half ago. And so I've realized now that since I was about 20, I, I've been self-medicating, like slowing my brain down, essentially, so that I could be the same as uh you know, a neurodivergent brain that is just thinking of one or two things at once and not 50 or 60 things at once. 
And so it's it's helped me focus over the years. And I um, I only really realized that after diagnosis and kind of looking back. And then, of course, we use it recreationally, too. Yeah, that's a long time to go with a diagnosis in the air like that. I find a lot of mm-hmm. people are saying that recently, like being diagnosed at 30 or 40 with ADHD. Yeah. Is it like adult onset or... <laughs> You know, no, no, no. I, I know I'm kidding. Because we're talking about it more. So, yeah. So women are going like, oh, yeah, that all those things are me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was my therapist that uh, diagnosed me. Um, and so my same. therapist was like, you think you have ADHD? Yeah. No, that's funny because the same conversation basically happened with me and ADD and, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder just... It's like you check all the boxes. I don't need to go to, to a specialist to tell me. Like, <laughs> it's right. The proof's in the pudding, you know. It's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She gave me a checklist, and I went through it, and I was like, holy shit, hey. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it wasn't hard once I actually looked at looked at it. I really just hadn't ever known before, so. Right. Yeah, uh, wild. And so you mentioned that, you like to take quick smoke breaks so you can get back to your kids. Um, how many kids yeah. do you have and how old are they? So I have two living girls. One um, is turning eight soon. She is Layla and she's a little bright, crazy little light who mm-hmm. rarely stops moving. And then we have Luna who is just turned four and she is our rainbow baby. And we have Otto who passed away. Um, in 2016 and he would be 10 this summer coming up in August so we had two living children and one angel baby is usually what I say to people when they ask and some people get it and some people it goes right over their head and they're like oh yeah an angel baby they don't really think about it right some people get it <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it's um it's our un- uncomfortable truth for many people that uh, don't really, it, you know, it's it's like one of those um, touchy subjects that people don't really like to talk about death. Yeah. In fact, that it's actually a reality. <laughs> yeah. I learned that early in life, yeah. too. When you Did go, you? Yeah, when you have a major death in your immediate family, people, mm, they just don't understand, I think, and so they don't know what to say, so they say nothing, yeah. you know? And you're just like, okay, and which makes it awkward, but you're still sitting there totally. with the feelings and you're like, now what yeah. do we talk about? You know? So yeah. yeah, I totally know that feeling of uncomfortableness when people ask that. Um, and I do still have like, yeah, that really great tribe of people that have stuck around, but I definitely lost a lot of friends and people that it just was too uncomfortable for them. And it's like, well, that's insane. You're lost, man. <laughs> right. Like through thick and thin, you know, well, weeded out, weeded out the bad and left you with the good, hopefully. Yeah. Most times. (laughs) Maybe a little bit of bad. A couple of bad weeds in there. (laughs) Well, some people are here just to teach you something, you know, like that is their place in your life is to teach you a lesson. And that is it, you know. Fully. Oh, yeah. Fully. I mean, it was um, it was like tragic to lose him and still the shadiest thing every day as a parent but a lot of lessons learned in that process and a lot of love learned in that process so it's beautiful yeah and lots of accounts too so 
but it's totally uncomfortable for most people. Uh, we're comfortable <laughs> they here. Think that death is like something that, um, like, not going to happen, but it really is going to happen to all of us, and we can't escape it at all. It's yeah. just something we try to hide away in North America. Yeah, it's very like shunned in the shadows, and mm, there's not a lot of support. I have gone through a couple grievances and it's just like life just keeps going and you have you're like forced to just you know keep the wheel spinning when your body wants nothing but to shut down and truly that's where I I use cannabis a lot for grief so I wanted to have you on to help break the stigma for anybody who's dealing with um, child loss or even any kind of grieving. We've all grieved something at some point in our life. I had a um, trauma therapist on earlier this season and she was explaining from a therapist point of view how cannabis can help with grief, but I figured you'd probably be a pretty good expert on that. Yeah. And would love to know. Would love to know the journey from after auto past to how you use it today and yeah if you want to just whatever you're comfortable sharing absolutely so after auto passed away we um we were nobody really talked to us about mental health and like about the process of grieving or anything really it was just like that was it you know we left the hospital and that was it. It was really, it was never mentioned again by our health professionals, which is like tra- tragic on so many levels. Sorry, I'm a crier. I cry about everything, but it's really no, not. Don't deal. apologize. <laughs> don't apologize at all. <laughs> no, crying is um, so, healthy. So get it out. Oh, totally. It's it's absolutely part of it. And you, honestly, you let go of some real good, like, uh, you know, like the stuff that you don't really need, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so our doctors, neither one of them really mentions mental health at all or PTSD or like the grief process and how to go about it. Um, we were contacted once by our, like in Canada, our RCMP has a uh, victim services. And so we've, we were contacted by them once and they were like, here's a therapist in town. And that was it. <laughs> we live in a small town. And so um, everybody knew what had happened. The RCMP had put out a statement as to what had happened because there was lots of talk about the the situation and what hadn't happened. There, you know, people were saying that we were drinking, which was not the case. We hadn't even smoked a joint when we got there. Like, mm-hmm. and so there was lots of talk. And so the RCMP put out uh, like a statement as to what actually occurred. And at first I was like, I really don't want that. I don't, I don't want people talking about it. And so the small town that we lived in, everybody knew about it. So like all of our doctors, they all knew about what had happened. So it was really a failure on our, on our medical systems part in that, in that aspect that they didn't touch base with, with us on our mental health, because it's like, it's so huge, you know, the hugest thing that could happen. Our our first child. Yeah. And it's still, nobody said anything. Like, my doctor said one time, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. How dare you even? It was such a, uh, like, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Such a bullshit lame attempt at uh, 
actually trying to breach the subject. And so I just, I said, I just said, I'm good because at that point I, I had a therapist and had, um, gone to a, a natural doctor in Calgary, um, who, uh, I think at the time weed was not yet legal. I believe it was the next year that weed got legalized. And so I had gone to a natural doctor in Calgary, a few hours from our small town. And, um, I went in there just to get a, a green card essentially at the time was to go get my, my, my pass so that I could smoke weed at the time. <laughs> and, um, and so I went in there and was just like expecting just to say like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm suffering with grief and, and I think that I have PTSD possibly. And I would like to use this as a substance to help me along the way, essentially. And that doctor, the natural doctor there, they brought in um, uh, a psychologist. And that psychologist said, you know what? You do have PTSD. I'm like officially diagnosing you with PTSD. And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank heavens, like somebody's going to put a name to it, to your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Cross that bridge. And now and you can have resources. Like, yeah, reach out that big stick and, like, give us a hand because right. it just seemed like nobody really cared. I'm sorry. You deserved better. Which is the shittiest thing in a small town to think, like, my doctor doesn't really give a shit about my mental health, but here I am living in the same small town as her. Like, what's, what is a person like me in a big city going through this? What are they feeling? Right. They probably have less support. And so it made me really, really upset and, and uh, like, super thankful for that cannabis doctor that helped me get in touch with, a, you know, somebody to say, like, hey, maybe there's more to this than just the fact that, you know, like, this happens and you have to get over it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way life is in North America. Like, yeah, death happens. We'll get over it. Well, really, that's not the way it is. No, especially with a big, big, big loss like this. So, yeah. So super thankful for those doctors to help me. And then from there, it was just like a, a, a use when I was like waking up in a black hole. Mm-hmm. It kind of helped. Um, I don't want to say disassociate because that's like, that's not quite the right word, but it helped me deal with it in the moment and then put it into a box that I could deal with it when I had time sometimes Mm -hmm. just depending on what the day was like so maybe that grief would help me or sorry maybe that cannabis would help me loosen the grief up and deal with it in the moment and sometimes it helped me go like okay I'm gonna deal with this like at 3 p.m or whatever you know the next break I get yeah totally totally yeah because as a mom, sometimes we just don't have that, that chance to actually deal with whatever we need to actually, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Hear that loud and clear. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know my what I keep referring to, but uh, my no, mom. No, tell me. Yeah, my mom, um, she watched my son five days a week for me, helped me start Cannabombs, my business, was my best friend did everything together and she suddenly fell ill and a month later passed 
And then three weeks after Ugh. that, I gave birth to a baby. Oh, fuck. And my life was set up to have her there five days a week with me with the baby. So I went from, yeah, you know, my husband travels. So I went from oh. having full-blown help, like the best person, the best grandma, best mom ever, truly, to that's it. And when I was 12, she actually, I lost my brother. So my mom... Uh, I grew up, I grew up with a mom who had child loss. So I've seen that, I've seen that side of it. Um, we were kind of out of touch for a while because of it. It created some friction in our, in our relationship once I grew up and like looked back, um, because she, she became chronically depressed, like couldn't leave her bed. Um, and I totally understand that, especially as a mother now. But as a child, like now I have abandonment issues, right? Not only because my brother died, but because like both my parents fell into depression. And then soon later we, you know, my mom went to dance studio and we had to close that. So my dance studio was gone. Not only was my brother and my parents, but my dance studio was gone. And then my parents had to move when I was a senior in high school. So then my home was gone and I had to move in with my aunt and it just created a spiral of a decade of what wouldn't have happened had he not died. And I know that right. that is a thought as somebody who grieves. So anyway, at the point where my mom no. died, I was like, okay, that was it. That was my family. Wow. Cause like I have a dad and we're, wow. we're kind of close, but it was me and my mom, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I'm referring to just so we're Fuck. like on level playing ground now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I, yeah. the okay. child loss so, from your point of view really, really interests me because I've definitely seen it and I can't, it was her only son as well. Um, so yeah, I, I feel for yeah. you. Of course I don't know what it's like, but I've seen it and I feel for you. Totally. You've been part of the situation. Right. And it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on aspect. my worst enemy. So you're very no. strong, oh, no. even though you don't have to be. <laughs> And I just Um, want anybody who's grieving anything to feel comfortable with using cannabis. (laughs) Like if we both do it and tell our stories and have the courage to do it and to tell our stories and to consume and be loud and proud about it, then we can help somebody, hopefully. Yeah. So that being said. (laughs) Honestly, Lindsay, it's it's a story very similar to yours that um, helped me along the way, really was I had a friend who said uh, their friends grew up whose brother passed away when they were young and their parents really closed off and they couldn't raise him essentially. So he, he grew up very similar to what it sounds like your situation is yeah. where he felt like he didn't really have parents that cared about him or had the time to help him because he was also grieving, but they were too far in their grief right. to, yeah, it was like, it was such a situation that, in that moment, like, just made me go like, that's not how this is going to be. Because Layla was, it, it's so funny how grief is connected to to births or birthdays quite often. Like in your yeah. situation, you said your mom passed right before you gave birth and Otto passed away five days before Layla's birthday, before she turned two. Wow. So she was too young to remember him, but it was like, I have to live for this child. There's no other reason right now for me to be alive oh yeah essentially yeah you know 
and so that was that was it for me was like this little girl this little light needed someone to help guide her even though she was really guiding me <laughs> and my husband through that time I couldn't let her feel anything less than what we were giving Otto because right. that simply wasn't fair to, to her yeah and yeah. so my heart really goes out to you like I'm so sorry that you had to live through all of that heaviness. That's just the shits. <laughs> Thank know? you. Thank you. I'm sorry. That I... my, my heart is just going out to you and I'm sending you so much love. Cause mm. that's, that's shitty too, you know? Yeah. But it truly was like, for me, I didn't have any other reason to go on. I needed to use that light to shed light through my darkness, essentially. And so I just let her guide me, you know, daily through that, through that first six months. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'd still use cannabis throughout that, you know, like just in, in, uh, you know, tiny little doses throughout the day, just microdosing to find joy situation yeah. or yeah. To, to get me in the right mood to mom. Yes through the grief right and it's so hard because with every happy moment even when you're like okay I'm okay I'm okay right now I can do this and then you know your kid does something cute and you're like for me it's like oh my god if my mom would have loved that and for you I'm sure it's like oh Otto used to do that or yeah so with every happy moment there is this back thought of what if and then it's all like comes rushing back and it's you literally have to train your brain to stop and like to not go down that spiral and like I'll be in public sometimes and a song will be on or something I'm sure you can relate and you're just like oh fuck I'm in target right now how are you gonna play me like that universe (laughs) like yeah uh, and so that's when I'm so so grateful for cannabis and just being able to be back into my body again and not go down that black hole like you like you said and yeah yeah it's totally the brain body connection absolutely is to to get out of the head and and to go back into my body absolutely yeah and do you ever feel judged by people for using cannabis I know you don't share about it you have two separate pages right one where you feel comfortable sharing and one where you don't but and, oh well no honestly I do uh, like on my on my adventuring tiny Instagram page I do share my cannabis use on there too it's just not oh, okay. as blatant right it's not my first it's not my first thing but I'm absolutely not shy about it like I do have a few reels where I'm like coming out of the garage yeah <laughs> Yeah. And actually, I'm, you know, maybe I will direct a little bit more of my cannabis posts towards grief because I do think that it, it is an important link to that me, like that got me through things. Oh, and yeah. also, I used cannabis when I was pregnant. Um, Same. And so it got me through the grieving process and the PTSD through pregnancy to to live through that essentially too. So like it's really like cannabis has just been so life-saving for me over the years that I don't know I'm so grateful for it it's such a magical plant yeah it truly is 
how did your cannabis consumption change throughout your grief process? Because I know there's like five stages, but they don't go in any specific order and it goes hopping around and skipping from one to the other. And I have found it interesting how my cannabis use will change when I'm having a good day or a bad day. Yeah, it depends on the activities too, because we do like to do a lot of adventures. Um, And so it all just depends on what we're doing that day. Like as a mom, you know, if my girls are wanting to go for a bike ride and for a swim, well, it just all depends on, you know, is my vape pen full? Can I take it? (laughs) You know, like if not, then I'm going without. And so some days there's, there's less use and some days there's more, but it's definitely always something that helps me calm down at the end of the day too to get a good night's sleep to refresh my brain yeah through the ptsd and the the grief and the adhd which i think that my grief has kind of unlocked my adhd oh absolutely i don't think i sit down (laughs) once at all a day i'm like zip 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 over here over there over there you know i just can't sit still because that's when you are thinking and feeling and yeah yeah, so I hear you yeah. on that. Yeah, so cannabis <laughs> helps me get to sleep, definitely, too. And appetite, like, I don't know, a lot of people after um, they lose somebody, they lose their appetite, right? And they, they lose a lot of weight, and they don't they don't thrive in that mm-hmm. time physically. And so it's definitely helped me physically thrive also, like, mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, I've had a good meal today. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Especially in the days right, like, for, for me, right after losing auto it was like I didn't have any will to do anything on the day-to-day you know schedule right like it was like I'm not I'm not gonna do that I don't have the energy or the fucking time or why well, who even cares like why should I even eat what does it matter like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. seems so long ago so this June will be six years after he passed away and so yeah, so it seems like so long ago, but also yesterday. It's oh, fucked absolutely. how that works, eh? Ta- yeah, <laughs> time time is a mind fuck, and I don't even think it exists really. I, I don't know. I'm on the fence with time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> my daughter is exactly the same boat. She's like, so we're going to Winnipeg on like Tuesday and Friday, and I'm like, what? Those days are not together. <laughs> what? <laughs> has no concept of it it just does not make any fucking sense yeah she's just so present yeah yeah Yeah, i love it i love it do you do anything on the anniversary to commemorate auto uh we we've done something different each year um the first year we did a little run uh like it was like um what the frick was it was uh a soap run. What are those bubble like a bubble oh, run? What foam, the hell are they called? Foam run or whatever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's cute though. Like, it's like an obstacle blow up run. Right, that right, we did right. On the first anniversary, um, with my niece and my nephew and my sister in law and a couple of of different friends. Um, and then since then, my husband often plays baseball during that time because that's a big thing for us during the summer. But last year we went with a couple of friends down to the creek and we just had the most beautiful day and smoking cannabis all day long, almost as a tribute to because it's like the good times. Yeah. And my kid was just so awesome and loving. And yeah. 
he would have been like, having a great time down there on the creek. So those kind of things are important for us as a family days like that to know that he's with us. Yeah, and it brings you closer to nature and like his energy now is nature and totally. I'm sure he was totally. with you that day at the creek, no doubt in my mind. And also cannabis I think helps me connect to like my spiritual side too, so that I can connect more to auto. Absolutely. It's funny because opens my mind a little bit, raises my vibrations a little bit, so that I'm a little bit closer to that connection. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually in therapy soon after my mom passed and my therapist is like, and you're not, why aren't you smoking so as much? Cause I had said to her, I didn't really find, I didn't have as much want to right. smoke. And she was like, you're depriving yourself of that because you're sad and you want to feel sad and it brings you joy and you feel closer to her and you don't want to feel closer to her because you don't want her to be gone so you're not smoking yeah. because you don't want to feel her energy and her like spiritual you know guidance because you are in denial and I was yeah. like fuck you <laughs> I don't want to hear that I don't want to hear that yeah. you know but no she was totally right though because yeah it, and then I get all these signs all the time. I don't know if you find like feathers or pennies or like what your thing is, but mine is two, 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 just literally nonstop. Oh. And when I, it's funny, like when I need it, it's always there. Do you have you anything like that? Oh, I time. do. Yes, please hit me. I, I have a couple. I have a couple really good ones. Oh honestly. God. My kid's really good at, at giving me the signs. Yes. My mom is genius. <laughs> let's hear Isn't it, it great it's yeah i can't wait to hear it <laughs> so a couple weeks ago i was watching one of those i think it was like life after death as well as um a medium show on netflix i was busy while i was smoking <laughs> so my mind was quite open mm -hmm. and i was going on a walk with my girls because we love to adventure in our backyard and so we're going for a walk down by the creek and i said to the girls like what do you want to see let's call on a sign from auto like a specific sign from auto that you want to see so my daughter asked for like a fox and something crazy. <laughs> my other daughter said like birds or something. And I was like, okay, I want bones. I want bones, Otto. Bring me some bones, baby. And so we went on that walk and there was no bones. I was being very diligent about looking for bones, but I did not mm -hmm. see any on that walk. And so I was like, that's okay. I know. It's fine. You know, you weren't able to bring it up so fast. <laughs> And the next uh, week, I went down for a walk along the same path. I was feeling a little bit low and a little bit angry, which is a, a big thing for grief for me. And so I went down there um, and sat and smoked a little bit. And um, on that path that I walked down and walked walk down with my girls was a giant skull <laughs> of a cow. So it was like wow. a big cow skull, as big as my upper body, with like horns almost as big as my arms, like fucking massive. What a show off, Otto. My... <laughs> what a show <laughs> off. He's like, oh, you want bones, mom? I'll give you bones. Give me a minute. I was like, this is absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful, though. 
Yeah. So I brought it home. It's still got like meat on the underside, which is trippy because like my my brain is like if it was dragged here yeah, by a bigger animal, there? it would have been face down so yeah. that you could get the meat off the back of the skull. But it was face up, so it was completely like he's just there's just a little bit of meat left on the nose of this this cow. And there's no cows near us, like within at least a kilometer, there's no cows near us like this. So I'm like, um, it's kind of a mind fuck altogether, really. But yeah. so I brought it home and I'm going to paint it and put it in our yard. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, it's so good. And so I think that cannabis does help me open up to those things too, right? To say like, Absolutely. okay, my, I'm in a good vibrational state that you can hear me and we can connect. And, and I think it, it opens doors for me too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was trying to avoid when I wasn't smoking. <laughs> I didn't want any yeah. doors open. I wanted her to be back. <laughs> sure. You know, because you have that worst. bargaining stage where you're just like, oh, well, I don't know if this is real. You know, For maybe, sure. maybe For this sure. is all fake. And it, it's interesting because a lot of moms that I, I see grieving on, on Instagram or in real life, they would say, like, I'd give anything to have my son back. And like it's it's a fucked up thing. It's such a it's such a fucked up thing because I have this beautiful life with these two beautiful girls. But like, who am I gonna say? Like, but I'm you can want both. Up. You can want both. It's okay to want both. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's one so does fun. not negate the other. <laughs> of course, you want to be with your son. Totally. That doesn't mean you don't want to be with your daughters. Yeah, totally. It's such a fucked up situation. No yeah. one should ever have to live through it, but no. it is a reality for too many of us and I know. the fact that it's a taboo subject is just fucked up absolutely fucked up we lose children and it's the worst thing in the world and we shouldn't be told to be quiet about it no pretending something doesn't happen doesn't stop it from happening yeah yeah so a lot of people say like oh you're so brave and so vulnerable for sharing your story um, like I, because I have an Instagram specific to him as well. I don't, I don't focus on it as much, but um, yeah, I just, um, oh, it's like it shouldn't be a taboo subject. It shouldn't be something that needs to be hidden in the, in the closet because yeah. it's. I mean, I grew up, I grew up with my a little sister who passed away just before birth, and my parents had her on cremated, and she sat kind of like on her shelf my whole life. And so, like, it wasn't a totally taboo subject for me to know that children don't live. Right. Sorry, I really fucking hate the word died. It's just the worst word. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a so sim- for me to be, like, a little bit of a beacon to say, like, hey, you know, I'm here if you need a friend or, you know, I'm with you walking down this dark path. It's some of the connections I've made to grieving moms has been like the best connection or to people who have been through like you who've been through a very similar situation and understand that deep grief and how you just you live with that that double-edged sword of joy and, and sadness at the same time right and where can people find you and connect with you if they hear this so I am on at autos.star.trust on Instagram and at adventuringtiny on Instagram. Um, if you want to connect a little bit more uh, privately, you could always um, 
like DM me, I guess, but really I'm, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find, I think, on both of those platforms. I guess DM is the only way you get attached to anybody anymore. It's not like you could just phone from my I know, yeah. DM is the new <laughs> AOL instant oh, messenger, fine. you know? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and yeah, so lastly... Two, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Oh, yeah. No, Facebook, it's changed a lot. But that okay, so <laughs> that's where we'll find... That's where we can find you for connection and um, advocacy and community right for anybody grieving yeah yeah, community support and what advice would you give someone who's grieving a loss of a child especially those who want to benefit from cannabis but are afraid of the stigma or judgments oh man always my answer to that is always going to be fuck them (laughs) yeah and I mean that in the most kindest way because your life is not about John or Bob or Susie or Karen. It's about you and you have to make your own decisions that work for you in your life. And I know in Canada, it's super easy to go into your local bud store and talk to the bud tender on, on duty and say, Hey, look, I really want to try cannabis. What's my best option. If you don't want to smoke it in Canada, you can get low dose milligram uh, edibles at our local cannabis shops, as well as vapes and other things that you can make um, that don't consist of smoking it. And so there's so, so, so many options. Hell, it even comes in drinks now. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty can... much everything that you said we have here, too. And it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. 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 And, and I guess, yeah, le- the legal states. So I've been to Seattle, um, and I've, I've shopped at a, at a shop there. And so, yeah, it's very similar. And so, like, I think if you're if you're interested in using it as a tool to move forward, then by all means, stop in and talk to, you know, a bud tender or a friend or message me. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to be like that local drug dealer in dark alley, <laughs> but it's not anymore. And it nope. should be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it should be used as a bright light like it is. <laughs> and you have a toolbox and it is a tool in your toolbox. And yeah, For like real. you said, fuck them. I, I might, I might use it too much. Some people would say, but again, it's, it's not their life. It's too much life. for what? Yeah, exactly. Too much. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. you make that rule, not them. So that's fine that they yeah. think that maybe they think about you. Yeah, maybe they think about your life too much. How about that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've, I've kind of said, fuck that stigma for a long time. Again, living in a small town and, and smoking through three pregnancies and, and a, a child death, like pretty openly, like yeah. I'm not shy sure you've about, heard it all. My yeah. use. And, and so I do think that people have come to me a lot over the years and said, Hey, like, can I use this? during such and such like been very lots of different times people have asked me is it okay like I'm like uh yeah use it <laughs> yeah what are you doing still standing here go <laughs> be yes, on your way yes ride ride <laughs> oh, oh well, I really really from the bottom of my heart thank you for you know doing what you do just being open and and communicative and telling your story so that you can help other people. It's, it's a gift and you're not brave just for telling your story, but you're brave for being honest about it. 
thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really do, Lindsay. It's, you know, a lot of people, right, yeah, right from the beginning, would say, oh, you're so courageous. I'm like, what, for fucking breathing? Like, yeah, I know. No. I know. I My favorite is like, you're the strongest person I know, which is just code for yeah. you've been through more stuff than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I I don't want to win that game. Like, just tell me I look great instead. <laughs> you know, like on one hand, they do take it on, you know, on because I think of some of my friends who've been through other shit and I think like, fuck man, would I be able to do that? And yeah. then, you know, you just deal you with just the cards that are dealt and right. sometimes you're better for it and sometimes you have a for bruises. Oh, and even when they're on the inside, they're still there. But that's why we smoke weed. In conclusion. Yeah. Life is for the living. <laughs> right. And if there's weed, smoke it. <laughs> Cheers to that. Well, I'll let you go do that right now. And anytime, like Thanks, message Lindsay. me anytime. Seriously, reply to my stories. Love you so much. We're friends now. So. So much love back to you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good rest I of your day. I appreciate you and what you're doing also. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. Will. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and remember, cannabis is medicine. If you have a moment, please give my podcast a five-star review. Thank you.